0: Welcome to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care here on News Radio 680 WPTF. Good Saturday evening to you. I am Jason Kong. Alongside me, representing Transitions Life Care, we've got Cooper Linton. Good evening to you, Cooper.
1: Good evening. Glad to be here.
0: Yes. The fall weather is uh, is settling in here. It's a little bit cooler, a little this bit fall nicer. fall weather
1: is, is putting a crimp in my work ethic. I got to be honest with mm. you, John. I, uh,
0: too many I, pumpkin spice latte breaks? Is uh, that... Well,
1: it's, it's it's that season of the year that I want to be in the woods. So, ah,
0: I see. I see. I yeah, see. It's, it's a hard time for me to be here. You're though, so. you're a hunting man, so I understand. And representing Transitions Guiding Lights, the queen, the empress of Transitions Guiding Lights, Nicole Bruno is <laughs> Oh, Bruno's my
2: goodness. Here. I'm so glad to be here. I know. I'm thinking about the fair.
0: Oh. Oh, yeah. But I don't
2: know if I would dare go on the weekend.
0: Well, you've got, uh, if you leave here right after the show, and then you've got tomorrow as well, but yeah. your, time's running out for you, Nicole.
2: Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not sure. We'll see. Maybe. We'll
0: well, see. All right. <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll report back and we'll find out. Uh, well, Cooper, let's uh, let's get to business here. We've got a great show lined up today, and this is something that's been in the works for a while, and uh, I'm really excited to uh, to introduce our guest here because um, we're, we're going to be talking about insurance, and that's... That's a heavy subject. It gets but everybody worked up. It does, but it's it's very important because there's so many misconceptions with with insurance, and especially when you're bringing the senior element into it, uh, the misinformation just kind of goes wild.
1: It, it does, and this is a particularly relevant topic, but it's also a very relevant time of year to discuss this. Um, in today's show, we're really going to talk about Medicare and Medicare open enrollment, and we're very privileged to have Van Braxton, the man of many titles, Uh, He is the deputy commissioner with the uh, North Carolina Department of Insurance. He is the director of the SHIP program, which is the Seniors Health Insurance and Information Program and probably should be referred to as the ubiquitous Van Braxton, because it doesn't matter where you go, Van's already there. <laughs> uh, whether it's a state house meeting, whether it's senior Tar Heel legislature, whether it's working on the governor's uh, advisory commission, there are places you, you just can't go anywhere without running into Van, and part of that is because of the nature of your work. I mean, this is a critical topic, in particular, to seniors in North
3: Carolina. Van, welcome. Thank you, Cooper. It's it's always a pleasure to be with you, and uh and, and I do get out a lot, and I enjoy doing that. I like getting out of the office uh, and uh, traveling around. But uh, what our program does is so important to seniors because we uh, – we, I, 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 I say that we are the liaison between the federal government and, and North Carolina with Medicare. And so we have a lot of information to share with individuals who are on Medicare. And so part of my job is to get out and make people know who we are and how we might could help them with their questions and issues with Medicare. Uh, in today's world where you know advertising dollars are, are, are low, um, one way to, to, to reach people is to get out and, and go talk to groups and see people and let them know who we are and what we do. And uh, and I really enjoy doing that. I really enjoy going on the road. I, it's a beautiful state we live in and I love to travel and, and meet people in all areas and. Talk to them about the program, because I'm very passionate about about our program and and how we can help, because I have seen over the years how we can be such a benefit to uh, individuals who are on Medicare.
1: And, And there's so many things that SHIP does, but can we start with, fundamentally, what's Medicare? Sure because is, I think there's confusion about what's Medicare, what's Medicaid, and then in the moment we'll confuse it all by talking about <laughs> uh, managed care organizations.
3: All right, and, and that is a very good question. We, you know, we get people call us all the time say they want to talk about Medicaid or Medicare. Uh, the terms are so similar that, that people confuse them. But uh, basically Medicare is a government program. It's health insurance for people who are over 65 or on disability. So if you are under 65 and you're disabled and you're deemed disabled by Social Security and in most cases you have to be on disability with Social Security for two years and then you also become eligible for Medicare. So that's the basic thing. It's, it's health insurance. It's a, it's a government program. Um, and when you say government program, a lot of people get scared and start running around like the, the, the ceiling's falling in. But, but they sure uh,
1: want it when the bills start coming in.
3: Absolutely. And Medicare, and everybody has an opinion, but in my opinion, Medicare is a very good program. It's certainly not perfect, but it's a good program. And so you say, well, what is Medicare? Well, Medicare is basically health insurance. And they use a ladder system. So there's Medicare Part A, which is basically hospitalization insurance. And so Medicare, if you're on Medicare A, then you go into the hospital. Then for the upcoming year, 2018, you will have a $1,316 deductible. And then that is what you pay for day one through five. And then from day six through day 60, Medicare pays the whole hospital bill, every, every dime of the bill. And then if you're in there, if you're unfortunately enough, uh, unfortunate enough to be in there over 60 days, then on the sixty-first day, you you start paying three hundred twenty-nine dollars a day. So Part A is basically health insurance. And so Cooper, if you have, if you've been in this country and you've worked for forty quarter hours or basically ten years, then your Medicare Part A is free to you. So that's Part A. And then and then there's Part. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a minute.
1: Well, you said the F word, free, <laughs> <laughs> and I got I got all excited for a second. When we talk about Medicare Part A being free, people immediately start to say, "Well, wait a minute—I got a—I got a copay, or I had a deductible." I think there's already some confusion.
3: Okay, and you're and you're right. I, let me let me let me restate that. No. There is no premium, so. Thank you for saying well, that. Well, but I think that's a great point, though, that, that and,
1: you and don't you're have right. to pay out of pocket every month to have Medicare Part A, to your point. That's exactly right.
3: You, you, pay, you basically would have that deductible, the $1,316 deductible, if you went in the hospital. And that's pretty much all you would have to pay for Part A. I don't have a monthly premium for uh, There this. is no monthly premium for Part A, and that's what I should have said. So no, thank but you I think, for, I, for I think clarifying it's a great that. point
1: for people's understanding.
3: Sure.
2: So that means then perhaps I can also just like my old insurance covered get my teeth cleaned, to get my eyeglasses, and get my hearing checked. Does this cover all that too? I'm really excited now. I've only got what about 20 more years to go. No, no. Maybe I can uh, wait to get all that done for 20 years. See what um, I've got
3: left. Now you're you're uh, you're you're getting a little head, but uh, <laughs> and you're getting a little excited, and so you need to. Uh, let's just back up a simmer down, Nicole. <laughs> So Part A is, is basically hospitalization insurance, and there is no premium. Uh, one thing I would point out, which is, is a little unusual about Part A is, it's not a calendar year deductible, which is very unusual insur- in insurance. So if you went in the hospital in January, and let's just say you had a really bad case of uh, pneumonia, and you were in there three days, you would pay the $1,316, deductible. And then three months later, you went in the hospital to have a knee replacement. Well, you would pay that $1,316 again. It's probably one of the few cases where the deductible is not an annual deductible. So it's really a per, per engagement with the system, if Pretty you Pretty much a per engagement. There are some strings like when 60 days, if you go back for the same type of uh, Issue, then you don't pay the deductible. But that's, that's, it is important for people to know it is not an annual deductible. So, and thank you for pointing out it is premium free. So then there's Part B. And Part B is basically your doctor's insurance. It's, it's your doctor's insurance. If you have a, an MRI, if you have an outpatient service, then your Part B will pay for that. And Part B is not premium free. And for people, for most people going on Medicare now or in 2018, the monthly premium is $134. And Part B has a $184 deductible. Now, that is an annual deductible. And then after that, it's an 80 20 plan. So that's the basic parts of Medicare.
1: So that brings us to we hear, when you say this 80 20, I think that's where we start talking about supplemental policies. And when we come back from the break, I'd like for us to talk for a moment about supplemental policies and how those engage with Medicare Part B but this is already so confusing that we're really glad you're here. (laughs) And it only gets
3: worse, so thank you.
0: (laughs) I'm having a hard, Van, I need you to break out some sock puppets next segment so that I can follow along a little bit easier, but you know, maybe we'll do that. We'll see. Our guest this evening Mm -hmm. is Van Braxton. He's a deputy commissioner with the North Carolina Department of Insurance and the director of the SHIP program, which is the Seniors Health Insurance Information Program. We will continue our conversation in just a bit, and we'll hit on those supplemental policies. You're listening to Aging Matters, Care and Comfort That Surrounds You, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. Welcome back to Aging Matters, Care and Comfort That Surrounds You on News Radio 680 WPTF, and this show is made possible through the support of Transitions Life Care, and you can always find more about them at transitionslifecare.org. I am Jason Kong, Nicole Bruno, and Cooper Linton alongside me. Our guest this evening is Van Braxton. He's a deputy commissioner with the North Carolina Department of Insurance and uh, very important for this program. He's the director of the SHIP program, which is the Seniors Health Insurance Information Program. And Cooper, we were just talking about Medicare and we were gonna get into uh, supplements supplemental policies and th- these all surround like for weightlifting the supplements that you take right is that yeah. am right. I actually, right in there yes yeah, human growth hormone has yeah, okay. turned me into okay. can yeah, i am that's, today that's what i thought
2: no no i think it's actually we're talking about older adults we're now talking about like boost and insure
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey i drink it sometimes it's not that bad uh,
1: yeah. uh, you got to do what you got to do I, I admit i've drunk a few of them um the uh, Part of what we're dealing with in the healthcare system, but also in Medicare, it's a little bit of alphabet soup. So earlier, we were talking about Medicare Part A. Then we started talking about Medicare Part B. And it's hard to talk about Medicare Part B without recognizing that there's a deductible that you've already mentioned. But then there's this supplemental insurance. And it seems like there's an entire universe of supplemental insurance plans. How, how do I sort through them? What do I do? Who needs them? Who doesn't? Solve this for us, Van.
3: (laughs) Well, very good question again, Cooper. Uh, And and there is something. I think one thing, it should be noted, that Medicare is not bad insurance by itself. I mean, it's an 80-20 plan with deductibles, which is basically what most people have when they're working. However, there are options that people can choose. And one of them, a very good option, is a Medicare supplement plan. And it is, it is a supplement plan. And, and you kind of say, well, it's a supplement to Medicare. Or another name for them is called Medigap plans. So a medic, Medicare supplement plan, uh, and you're right, there's about 50 sold in North Carolina. So there's a lot of Medicare supplement plans. And then there's, getting back to the alphabet soup, even with Medicare supplement plans, the government did a good thing in the fact that every Medicare supplement plan that is an A, a B, a C, a D, <laughs> an F, a G, or an N, they're all the same. Here again, you're, you're out in your alphabet soup again. However, the good thing is if you're looking at, plan, at company ABC, plan F, or company XYZ, plan F, they are exactly the same. So that's a good thing. You don't have to you get down into the weeds to, to see the coverage being different.
2: So then if Medicare Part A by itself is so wonderful, why do we need to even consider a supplement plan? Why might that be a good idea for me?
3: And, that, and, and that's a good question, Nicole, and, and some people may not want to do that. But, but what the supplement plan does, as you recall, I mentioned the $1,316 deductible that you would have if you went into the hospital. The supplement plan would pay that. Uh, I'll give you a perfect example uh, using my brother. Uh, I won't give his name, but... <laughs> His wife had a hip replacement uh, a couple of years ago at Duke. It was a fifty-five thousand dollar bill, and between Medicare and the Medicare supplement plan, they walked out of the door and did not pay a dime. I now mean, you can't do that with just Medicare, or if you're working for, uh, um, you know, Jason's insurance. You know, you're not going to walk out with not not copays and deductibles when you walk out of the hospital, but because. you can with the supplement plan.
1: And I think there's a misconception at times. Medicare pays for everything.
3: That's true. They, people think Medicare pays for everything, and, and it does not. Pays for a lot, though. That's right. And, and people argue, because sometimes I say, well, if you have Medicare and a Medicare supplement plan, that is really, really good insurance, maybe as good as you can get. And some people like to take uh, issue with that. Uh, but it is. It's really, really good coverage. You probably, 999 times out of 1,000, you probably are not going to have to pay anything out of pocket. You go to the doctor. I mentioned about the $183 deductible for Part B. The supplement's going to pay that. Then Medicare Part B is an 80-20 plan. The 20% that's left, the supplement plan's going to pay that. So if you have an MRI and you have a $500 deductible toward that, it's going to pay that. So... The calls we get, I don't think I've ever had a call that was was saying the supplement didn't pay when it was legitimate because if Medicare pays, the supplement will pay. Now, the first question I always ask when someone calls and says, well, my Medicare supplement plan did not pay. And my first question is, well, did Medicare pay? And usually the answer is no, they Mm -hmm. didn't pay. Well, if Medicare does not pay, then the supplement will not pay.
1: Because they supplement Medicare, they and if supplement Medicare didn't pay, Medicare. there's nothing to supplement. And,
3: and Medicare will pay, and so people say, well, why won't Medicare pay? Well, Medicare looks at things they will pay. Medicare is very good insurance. It pays a lot of times when private insurance probably wouldn't pay for, for, for procedures. But if Medicare determines that it was not medically necessary or whether the procedure was experimental or whether the procedure was cosmetic, then they Medicare may refuse to pay. But other than that, they're going to pay, and then the supplement will pay.
2: So let's go back to the first segment when I had that question, half a joke but half serious. Will it cover my teeth cleaning, and will it cover my eyeglasses and my hearing, exam- and hearing aids? I mean, that's a frequent question we get. Very
3: good questions, and, and, the, and the answer basically is Medicare does not cover vision and dental. So there are some things Medicare does not cover. And, uh, and hearing aids, there, there is some, depending on what type of issues you have, but for basic hearing aids, it will not cover that. So, um, but for, for, for basic doctor's insurance and, and, and hospitalization insurance, Medicare is good coverage. So that will lead us into Medicare Advantage plans, if we want to talk about that now, because that does have some vi- d- dental and vision coverage.
1: So who, before we get into Medicare Advantage plans, who pays for that in- supplemental insurance policy?
3: Very good. That's the downside. You know? so, so when I say sometimes, I say, if you have Medicare and Medicare supplement plan, you have very good, possibly, arguably the best insurance you can have. The downside is that the Medicare supplement plan has a premium. When you're about 65 years old or so, the premium runs roughly ballpark around $120 to $135, depending on the company you go with. Per month. Per month. And you got your Part B premium. Remember, that's $134 for most people. And then you have the supplement. So you do have out-of-pocket costs on a monthly basis.
1: About $250. a Sure.
3: And so people say, well, what should I do? Well, I don't know. You know, we don't know. Nobody knows. You know, if you have a lot of health issues, then a Medicare supplement may be cheaper for you to have a supplement plan and and pay the monthly premium, but have all your most all of your health care costs covered. Now, if you're not very, if you're very healthy, then you may want to not buy a supplement plan. But here's Here's the catch, Cooper. People say, well, I'm pretty healthy now. I'm 65. I just went on Medicare, and I'm pretty healthy. I don't take any medications. I don't go to the doctor. So I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until I start getting sick, and then I'll buy a supplement plan. Wait a well, minute. Can I do that? No, you cannot do that. Ah. You cannot do that. And that's where I was going with that. Can I so, buy
1: car insurance after I wreck it?
3: <laughs> that's a very good, very good analogy. That's exactly right. And, and that is a, it is a perfect analogy. So Medicare, Medicare laws, the federal laws, when you turn sixty-five, or in your own disability, and you start getting Medicare, federal laws give you a six-month window that you can buy a Medicare supplement plan from any of the companies that sell in North Carolina, with no questions asked. You can have every disease in the me- medical dictionary, and they cannot <laughs> turn you down. So, but the th- but the thing is, it's a six-month window. And once you go past that six month when the, if you didn't buy a plan, and then when you become seventy or seventy five or whatever, and you decide you want to buy a supplement, then you have to go through underwriting. And if you have health, that's issues, risk
1: adjustment. The exactly, sicker I am, the more exactly.
3: I pay. Exactly. So you, if you go, if you, if you wait till you're seventy, and then you try to buy a Medicare supplement plan, you go through underwriting. The company can turn you down. So. You have to buy it, and, and Cooper—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, 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 it's no different than any other health insurance. They want you to buy it when you're 65 and 66, when you're relatively healthy because those premiums help offset the people that are 80 and 85, and they're filing a lot of claims.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Our guest this evening is Van Braxton. He's the Deputy Commissioner of the North Carolina Department of Insurance, as well as the Director of the SHIP program, that Seniors Health Insurance Information Program. We'll continue our conversation on Medicare. You're listening to Aging Matters, Care and Comfort That Surrounds You, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. This show is made possible through the support of Transitions Life Care, and you can find more about them at transitionslifecare.org. I am Jason Kong. He is Cooper Linton. She is Nicole Bruno. And our guest (laughs) this evening is uh, Van Braxton. He's the deputy commissioner of the North Carolina Department of Insurance and the director of the SHIP program, which is the Seniors Health Insurance Information Program. And we've been talking all about Medicare and Cooper. I'm, um, uh, uh, you know, v- Van did break out the sock puppets during the break, so I did. <laughs> I did catch up a little bit, so I'm. I'm feeling pretty good here.
1: This has been a really good show so far. We're actually going to serve alphabet soup for supper next time that we do this. <laughs> That's a good idea. Well, well, Van, you've walked us, I think, very effectively through Medicare Part A, through Medicare Part B, the supplemental insurance that I may or may not choose to buy to go with Medicare part b and would also help with a so now we're going to throw a word in medicare advantage plans Uh, what are these and i hear about medicare managed care um i hear about it on television and i've also heard i don't have to pay anything and it's free again i heard that the free word again can you just start talking a little bit about medicare advantage plans and what they are what they do what they don't do
3: Sure, Cooper. i uh, and it's another very good question because a lot of people get Medicare Supplement and Medicare Advantage mixed up as as they would. It, you know, it's not words that you use every day, but they're totally different plans. So, if you an, an option for someone on Medicare is to decide on a Medicare Advantage plan. So what happens if you decide on a Medicare Advantage plan, you're buying, you're, you're buying into a company, uh, an insurance company. So the first thing I want your listeners to understand is they would no longer be on Medicare. So if they buy a Medicare Advantage plan, then they can take their red, white, and blue Medicare card and file it away because they won't use it.
1: So a Medicare Advantage plan is not Medicare.
3: It is not Medicare, and and that's There's a, nothing
1: confusing about that at all, Van.
3: Well, and, and a lot of, but you, you'd be surprised how many people call our office and and say they have a Medicare Advantage plan, and one of our call center specialists will start talking them to them about that, and they say, "Wait a minute, wait a minute. What do you mean? I'm not on Medicare. I'm not on Medicare anymore. Nobody ever told me that. It, it's not a big issue, other than consumers need to understand that." It's not right or wrong. It's just, it's just an option. Now, having said that, Medicare Advantage plans are regulated by Medicare. So there are <laughs> things they have to do. They have to, uh, they have to follow a lot of Medicare's gu- gu- guidelines. However, you are on a private insurance company. And so the question might be, well, well why would I want to do that? Or, or mm-hmm. what are my options?
1: So are we saying this is like a commercial insurance plan, but it has to play by Medicare rules?
3: That's a very good analogy. Again, it's exactly right. My understanding is that these companies went to Medicare, these private insurance companies went to Medicare and said, well, you know what, if you will pay us what you put in the Medicare trust fund on a monthly basis for every consumer that is on Medicare, then if you'll give us that money, then we will be the insurance company for these consumers if they choose us. And Medicare basically said, I'm being very simplistic here, but basically said, we'll do that. However, you have to follow Medicare guidelines. And so that's how they came about. Medicare Advantage plans are growing in popularity. I'll be very candid with you. When I first saw Medicare Advantage plans, I really didn't like them. But but as they've gone, they've they've improved, they've gotten better, they've they've had more acceptance, and um, so they're they're better. And so the question would be, well, why why should I choose a Medicare Advantage plan? Well, there are a couple reasons why you might want to look at it. In a lot of cases, the Medicare, the premiums, excuse me, not the premiums, the deductibles and the copays are less with the Medicare Advantage plan. And so you would maybe have less out-of-pocket cost. The second reason you might want to look at a Medicare Advantage plan is because it also includes your drug coverage. And we, we hadn't gotten to that yet, but we <laughs> talked about Medicare Part A and Part B. We did not talk about drug coverage because A and B does not cover prescription medications. However, in most cases, a Medicare Advantage plan does cover Your medications.
2: So, if I could just talk to you briefly, because we deal a lot in this area with transplants. We deal with, you know, family members who have moved down here for a job relocation. We have RTP, and then family members start getting older, and then they move them down here with them. Do these plans, Advantage plans, and supplement plans, cross? state lines easily or do, when people move do they have to switch everything up and get a whole new plan and and how, how does all that work because there's a lot of confusion with caregivers that call us related yeah, to that absolutely
3: and it it's a very very good question so as as we're talking i'm gonna, I'm gonna jump back and talk about supplement for a second and then i'll come back to advantage because you you bring up a very good point as i was saying about medicare supplement plans once you go past your open enrollment period of that six-month period then you have to go through health underwriting. There are a few uh, exceptions to that, and one would be if you move to another state because their plans usually don't cross state lines. And so if you had a Medicare supplement plan in Virginia, for instance, and then you moved to North Carolina, you would have a small, very small, about 63-day window that you could choose another Medicare supplement plan without going through underwriting. So that was the supplement part. Good question. So the Advantage plan, the same thing. If you're in another state, the plans normally do not cross state lines. So if you move to another state, you would need to get another Medicare Advantage plan. And that would also, think about, now think about Medicare supplement plans. There's, there really is no open enrollment period. Mm-hmm. It's normally pretty much your anniversary date. If you buy a supplement plan, if you turn 65 in July and you buy a plan, then pretty much the plan is good for a year. Mm -hmm. However, Medicare Advantage plans work off of the open enrollment period for Medicare, which we are in right now, which Mm -hmm. runs from October 15th through December 7th. This is when our
2: mailboxes fill up and our phones start ringing and our emails start filling up. If you're on
3: Medicare, you start getting the mail because... As a, another difference with a supplement plan, as I mentioned, you have to go through a health underwriting after six months, unless there is one of the exceptions, the few exceptions that you qualify for. A Medicare Advantage plan, you can change every year. Mm. Every year during open enrollment, you can choose a different Medicare Advantage plan. I like to say... Well, you kind of date your advantage plan, but your supplement plan—you marry her. So
2: um, you better like her.
3: Yeah, you better like her because you, you're, you're you're married to her in most cases. So the advantage plan, and and that's one of the um, uh, this is one of the disadvantages of an advantage plan. Uh, if if you know, I don't know if that's an oxymoron or what, but anyway, uh, it, the, one of the disadvantages is that they do not cross state lines, and, and in a lot of cases, they do not cross county lines.
2: So this is really something really important for families, and if they are moving a loved one, this needs to be pretty high up on that priority list. You know, with the change of a card, hurry up and start looking at your plans, because you have a, that's a small window when you think of all the things that occur during a move.
1: I fielded a question about a year ago from someone who was pursuing a Medicare Advantage plan. And to your point, Van, they actually lived in the wrong county. They, I think they lived about 100 yards outside. <laughs> it was, seriously, it was oh, a yeah. little community. Right. The county line ran through the community, and the, the question is, well, my neighbor's on it. Your neighbor is on it, but they're on the other side of the street. Uh, Absolutely. And so they, they were not eligible for a, this particular Medicare Advantage plan because it was county-specific within the state.
3: It's exactly right, Cooper. Uh, as I said, the disadvantages – remember, these are private companies. They're, they're in business to make a profit. And so a Medicare Advantage plan may look at an area, like I will choose where I live in the eastern part of the state, uh, obesity may be high, uh, diabetes may be high, uh, blood pressure and cholesterol may be high as for a general population. So this, this plan, as, as we are talking about, may choose to sell in this county, but not selling the next county. They usually follow county lines. They don't get, they don't get down to the streets, but they, they follow county lines. And so you could live 50 yards or 100 yards across the county line and may not be eligible to buy a plan from this company.
0: Van, if, if people want to get a hold of you or if they have questions, what's, what's the best way to uh, get a hold of the Department of Insurance and the, and the SHIP program?
3: Good question, Jason. Thank you for that because we want people to call us. We're not a a call center like a refrigerator where you don't want people to call because they want to complain. We want people to call because we can help them. And our number is 855-408-1212.
0: Excellent. And we
3: have 13 people in our call center. We answer the phone from 8 to 5 Monday through Friday. We're in open enrollment, so we bring some people over from uh, Property and Casualty and cross-train them to help out with the call volume. So be patient with us because the later in the open enrollment year we go, the busier we get. So now is a really good time to call the first couple of weeks. It just started this week, so this week and next week and through the end of October. But when we get into November, our call volume really starts to escalate. So if you have questions about anything we're talking about, Advantage plan, Part D drug plan, you should call. You always, 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 Jason, should call about your Part D drug plan because your plan may be great this year, but it may be changing for next year.
0: Very good. And again, that number, 855-408-1212, 855 four zero eight one two one two more with van braxton in just a bit you're listening to aging matters care and comfort that surrounds you on news radio 680 wptf News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. More about them at transitionslifecare.org. I am Jason Kong, Nicole Bruno, and Cooper Linton here with me. And our special guest this evening, we've got Van Braxton, who is a deputy commissioner with the North Carolina Department of Insurance, as well as the director of the SHIP program, which is the seniors health insurance information program. And we've been talking all about Medicare, Cooper. We've Gone through. Uh, I, I think most of the letters. Um, oh,
1: we have one more.
0: Yeah, we do have one more, and this is, uh, what I believe, the easiest one and the most
1: uh, straightforward one to this go is, over. It's Medicare Part D, as in donut.
0: Okay. I like uh, because the sound you'll of this. hear
1: people start talking about the donut hole, and I don't think that's why they call it Medicare Part D, but it is the pharmacy benefit, and that's not always existed under Medicare. It is one of the newer components of Medicare. And because of that, there's a lot of confusion about it. And there's not one size fits all. So we're coming off a discussion about Medicare Advantage plans that include a pharmacy benefit. Van, can you help us untangle this letter?
3: I uh, certainly can. And I want to say just one last thing about Advantage plans as we were talking in the last segment. Uh, as, as I was talking about, disadvantages of Advantage plans. If, if you're looking, and Nicole mentioned about someone moving here from another state, and you may have ABC Company in the state where you were, and then you move to North Carolina or someone moves their family here, and you may say, oh, I like ABC in Virginia or Maryland, but you need to check it out when you move here because the, the, the two main things, Cooper and Nicole, is – you need to make sure your doctors will take the plan because not all doctors take all Advantage plans and not all hospitals take Advantage plans. And it's a two-way street. In some cases, the hospital and the doctor choose not to take a plan for various reasons. And the other side of that is the insurance company, the ABC Advantage company, chooses not to negotiate or take in their network certain doctors and hospitals. They may say here in Raleigh, well, we have all the general practitioners we need in this area. So another doctor may want to be in their network, but the the company chooses not to take them. So that's a real big precaution. You need to make sure that your doctor and your hospital and any provider that you see is in the network if you choose to go with a Medicare Advantage plan. I want to get that out. Okay, let's talk about Part D. So Part D is the drug part, and you're absolutely right, Cooper, that that has not been around. In fact, it started in 2006. In fact, President Bush, I was happened to be in, in uh, Dallas a couple of years ago at a meeting, and I went to his presidential library there, and it had a, it had a booth there about Medicare uh, drug plans. And one of his statements I thought was so profound, this is President Bush, the second one, <laughs> and he said, uh, you know, it doesn't make a lot of sense for Medicare— to pay for you to have a kidney transplant when Medicare wouldn't pay for the prescription medications that could have prevented that kidney transplant, so I thought that was very profound. So Medicare Part D came in into being, and it is the drug benefit. So what consumers need to know, Cooper, is that they should look at their drug plan every every year. Here again, just Wait, like it changes, it, it could change. <laughs> just like the Medicare Advantage plan could change, the drug plan could change. And you say, well, how could it change? Well, these drug companies, these insurance companies uh, negotiate with pharmacy companies. And so Medicare, here's, this is important. Medicare requires every drug, every insurance company to cover drugs within a class. But they do not require them to cover every drug. So for instance, you may be taking a blood pressure medication, and it works really well for you. You know, you took the first one and it made you dizzy. You took the second blood pressure medication, it made you want to eat everything in the house. <laughs> and finally, you, found the, the, you and your doctor found the right blood pressure medication for you. And so you have a Part D drug plan, and it doesn't cover that medication. It covers other blood pressure medications. So, then you're caught with either changing your medication to another blood pressure medication, or if you're in that plan, having to pay for it out of pocket. So, every year, just like with the Advantage Plan during open enrollment, October 15th through December 7th, you can call us or go to one of our coordinating sites. We have a SHIP coordinating site in every county. Here in Raleigh, here in Wake County, we have five. And meet with someone face-to-face or call our 855-408-1212 number and we will take a few minutes you tell us the medications you're taking and we can go into the medicare.gov website and it'll show us the plan that you're on you're on now like in 2017 it will show us whether that plan is going to cover all of your medications for next year and if not it will show us the other plans that are available and what they cover. And I'm going to give you a perfect example. I had a lady, a little old lady call me. As I was telling you a few minutes ago, I get on the phones during open enrollment because we get so many calls. This lady called me, I guess it was earlier in the week, and she said, my husband has just been prescribed a new heart medication. It's going to start in next month in November. And I don't think my drug plan covers it. And so I said, "Well, give me your husband's." And she was yeah, she was doing this for her husband. She gave me all the information I needed. I looked at the plan that she was on currently or he was on currently. And next year, Cooper, Nicole, that plan was going to cost him $15,000 out of pocket because that the plan they were on did not cover that new heart medication that he had been prescribed.
1: So being on the wrong Medicare Part D plan could have cost his family $15,000 a year.
3: Next year it would have been it would have cost him $15,000 for his medication. So I looked at the, I said I said, "Ma'am, I said you're absolutely right. It, it, your plan does not cover that medication. Let me see what else is available." I found her a plan that did cover that medication as well as the other 3 or 4 that he was taking. And their out-of-pocket cost for next year was going to be four thousand dollars. Now four thousand dollars is still a lot Mm. of money, but it's certainly eleven thousand dollars better off than the fifteen thousand dollars. So if you don't, and this lady was very astute into into calling and asking if you, and nobody likes change. Everybody likes everything to stay like it is, and I'm as bad as anybody (laughs) else. Don't go in my house and rearrange my furniture. That's right. You know, but change is it can save you a lot of money, and so if. This lady had not looked into that. Then when they went to the pharmacy in January, because the open enrollment is October 15th through December 7th, but but it becomes effective January 1 of 2018, and they went to the pharmacy in January of 2018 they would have been surprised with that huge bill because that one prescription medication would not be covered by the drug plan that they were on.
2: So with the drug plans, and this is, you know, and I work very closely with a geriatric pharmacist in the area, and she said it, it's really, really hard for older adult couples often because they're so used to always being on the same insurance their whole entire lives. but you may need. You may have a wife that needs to be on one prescription plan and a husband that needs to be on another, and that's okay. And I think Absolutely. that's another really confusing thing, especially you know, when people have to start handling things they're not accustomed to handing, they're just used to their companies paying for things and just being on the plan. Do you run into that a lot as well with people really confused about Absolutely. making those decisions?
3: Absolutely. People will, will call us and we run the drug plan for the husband and we see that this plan would be the best plan for him and he may say, okay, well, just go ahead and enroll me and my wife. And i mm-hmm. said, "Well, well, wait a minute. Let's look at your wife. Let's, what does she take? Well, she takes different things. I said, well, let's look at her. And so we run her drug plan, and, and more often than not, it is a different plan. Different companies call, cover different drugs. So it, 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 you're absolutely right.
1: Ben, you talked about an example there that had an $11,000 impact on a family. Calling you, what, is, what does it cost the person who calls Ship?
3: Good question. We, 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 are, we are paid by your tax dollars. We are part of the North Carolina Department of Insurance. So we are free. Then how do
1: I reach you? You're telling me I can call you guys, get some free assistance, could save me a
3: lot of money. How do I reach you? Okay, you dial. You can do one of two ways. We, uh, you can dial to 855-408-1212. That's here in Raleigh. And that's here at the Department of Insurance. And that will carry you to our call center. Or you could call our, if you want to meet someone, if you got a letter from Medicare and you don't understand it and you want to sit with someone across a desk and let them read the letter. Cooper, our program is so wonderful in that we have over 975 volunteers, people in most cases who have retired, going to be like you and me. We've worked all our lives, so we're not going to sit home and lay on the couch and eat bonbons and watch TV. We want to give back to our community. And so we get involved and that's where we get our volunteers and they learn about Medicare. And so you can come to our office, downtown Raleigh, or you can go to one of our coordinating sites all over Wake County and all over the state and meet with someone face to face, show them your Medicare letter, show them anything that you have, and they will counsel you in in what your best options are. You're absolutely right. We are non-biased. We do not sell anything. We do not push anything. And, 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 and that's kind of bad because sometimes people say, well, what should I do? Well, that's not our role. Our role is to give you the information so you can make an educated decision on, on what your choice should be.
0: Very good. And that number again, 855-408-1212, 855-408-1212. One two, Van Braxton, uh, Deputy Commissioner of the North Carolina Department of Insurance and Director of the Ship Program. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Really appreciate Jason, it. It's
3: been my pleasure in the call. Cooper, thank you for having me, and I look forward to coming back sometime. Absolutely.
0: Stay with us here on News Radio 680 WPTF. After the top of the hour news, we're going to have a special bonus segment of Aging Matters. We're going to be talking about dementia, and there's a specific group of people who need to pay particular attention. Stick around with us. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care, on News Radio 680 WPTF. Welcome back to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. I am Jason Kong, Cooper Linton, and Nicole Bruno alongside me. And we've got a special guest on the phone right now. We've actually got Dr. Goldie Bird, who's with the COACH program, that's the Center for Outreach in Alzheimer's, Aging, and Community Health. Dr. Bird, thank you so much for joining us this evening
4: thank you so much I am pleased to be here
0: excellent excellent we're, we're very happy to have you and we're you know this this show is all about the care and comfort that surrounds people and caregiving and this is something that uh, hits close to home for a lot of folks Cooper
1: it hits close to home for our entire community when you look at the number of people that are aging and, and honestly it those experiences are what's driving so many people to actually participate in caregiver outreach um, Dr. Burt, thank you for joining the show, but can you start with a, a, an explanation of what is COACH? I mean, it's it's an acronym, but it's also a program, so can you help us out with that?
4: Yes, it, it is a, a university center at North Carolina A&T, located in Greensboro, North Carolina, and we created COACH as a a, a lasting resource in the community we began working with Alzheimer's and aging individuals about 15, 16 years ago, and we were conducting a major genetics research project. And when we got out into the community to ascertain participants to to join our study, we realized that we really needed to get into the community more and that we needed to touch individuals and talk directly to individuals and provide resources for individuals as they are going through the challenge of alzheimer's and other dementias and so we needed an, a, 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 a physical space where people could come they could call in they could write in they could come in they could learn and become much more empowered about issues around aging and alzheimer's and dementias and other related disorders so we're very excited so we called it coach because we serve as a coach but it's coach with two a's and. Um, it is it is an outreach center that does quite a bit of research as well
1: so we've worked with you on some outreach in the community and 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 frankly compliment you on the effectiveness of your outreach what are some of the tools that you use in reaching out to the community and what are some of your goals of that outreach
4: want to reach as many people as possible to share with them and to empower them about what to do in as we are all aging, and that's something that 100% of us <laughs> are doing. Um, and so whether we're aging at a younger stage or at a later stage with or without disease, we know that we could do better jobs of improving our health, of managing diagnoses, uh, preparing physically, uh, financially, emotionally, and psychologically as we embrace diseases and conditions as well as being healthy healthy, uh, aging in a very healthy way so we we do a number of things we participate in in sessions like this this morning radio television and other media social media as well and but we go into the community we work with sororities and fraternities and barbershops and churches the faith-based community civic organizations as as well as other organizations similar to ours we we partner with them to put on major activities and events to educate people about Alzheimer's disease and, and aging gracefully.
2: Dr. That we I'm really excited about is the fact that um, you are reaching out to the African-American population. Uh, as we know, statistically speaking, through the research through the Alzheimer's Association, that they are twice as likely to be diagnosed and have Alzheimer's disease than any other ethnic group. And it traditionally is a difficult population to reach related to caregiving and education for Alzheimer's disease and dementia talk to us a little bit about your outreach to that group and what makes such a difference and, and why you're able to reach them
4: well let me first say that our center is open to anyone it our center is open to any race ethnicity gender um, um, so anybody anybody who wants information and wants our help is open to a to, to contact us and to visit our center. That's one thing. Uh, we, we focused on African Americans in our genomics study that we're doing in collaboration with investigators at the University of Miami, Columbia uh, University at one point, um, Case Western Reserve University. Um, and, and that particular research study, and we have several research studies going on, was done to look at genetic susceptibility of Alzheimer's disease in African-Americans. And for those very reasons, Nicole, that you just mentioned, that African-Americans have Alzheimer's twice more than whites. And, of course, Hispanics have it one and a half times more. And so our original our, our original studies uh, were around looking at genomic factors, in other words, looking at our genes, and deciding and trying to figure out if our genetic makeup makes a difference in terms of increased susceptibility of African Americans uh, to alzheimer 's disease, and so and so we don't want people to to misconstrue that our center is limited to African Americans. Well, that particular study is um, is really how we we got started so we have been able to reach Afri- many African Americans across the state and, quite frankly, across the, con- across the country. I believe because we provide culturally sensitive information, we provide culturally sensitive strategies in terms of getting them recruited into our studies, um, and so our materials uh, look like the tar- our target population, the materials we use for, for much of our outreach, uh, for, for certainly for our recruitment efforts. Uh, we have people on our staff who are also African-Americans. Almost everybody in our center has some some experience with Alzheimer's, and so there's a sensitivity to em, uh, embracing communities and reaching communities of color. And so we believe that we have, uh, and we've actually published on this, that there are strategies for getting the the help from the African-American community historically, African Americans have been reticent to participate in studies and to engage in opportunities uh, around medicine and access because of the many atrocities that have occurred historically in medicine and science. And not only the historical ones, but also current um, access to medicine and the discrimination and biases that they experience as they, they interface with healthcare providers as well as researchers. And so... Uh, while we understand that, what we found uh, in our research as well as in in, in existing research is that African Americans certainly are willing to participate in studies. But we actually took the time to engage the community to find out what would be the barriers, what would be the motivations, what would be the challenges for their participation in our study. So we've been able to actually, actually do the research around that, and then we, we've allowed the research to inform our strategy our strategies for recruitment purposes. In terms of outreach and education, our, our client base is very, very appreciative of the work that we do. And again, we're not limited to African Americans in, in terms of our outreach, and I'm really excited about that. And as time goes on, we'll be investing more into other communities of, uh, that, who are underrepresented in, in research studies and, and really have a t- hard time accessing health care.
0: Yeah, that is an impressive uh, feat that you're uh, <laughs> going over there. Well, uh, Dr. Bird, we're just about out of time, but I, I wanted to spend just a, a real quick moment talking about the uh, uh, Coach's ninth Annual Caregiver Education Conference happening a week from today. That's next Saturday on the 28th. Tell us uh, a little bit about that.
4: Oh, we are so excited about our conference. Again, we have this conference annually, and and it's usually in either October or November. And we, we expect uh, hundreds of people to, to come. And, again, that's open to all communities, all races and ethnicities. We are bridging the gap this year. We're looking to bridge the gap and look at new perspectives in caregiving. Uh, we know that our caregivers, our care providers, um, have an extraordinary burden in terms of, of, of working with Alzheimer's patients over, the, over many, many years and sometimes decades. And so there's an extraordinary burden on care providers. There are new strategies. That, you know, we'll be talking about technology, mindfulness, uh, how, to just, how to get the kinds of help that we, that we need to uh, embrace the care provider um, as well as their support for their patients. So we're delighted. It's all day from 8 o'clock to 3, 3 o'clock p.m. We invite all communities to come to North Carolina A&T. It will be at the Alumni Foundation Event Center. And if if, if there are folks out there who would like to go who have not registered yet, they can certainly visit our website at www.coachhealth.org. That's www.coachhealth.org with two A's. And uh, we would be delighted, or just call our center, we would be delighted to register folks and get them in. We want people to to manage this care-providing business as well as possible.
0: Excellent. And again, that's the ninth annual Caregiver Education Conference put on by Coach. You can find more information at www.coachhealth, that's coach with 2 A's, dot org. doctor Burt, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate you joining us this evening.
4: Perfect. Thank you so much. We really appreciate your assistance in helping us to get the word out.
0: We are just about out of time here on Aging Matters. Thank you so much for sticking around for this bonus segment. We will be back again next Saturday night at seven, and we hope you will too for Cooper Linton Nicole Bruno Transitions Guiding Lights Transitions Life Care I am Jason Kong thank you so much for listening to Aging Matters the care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF